E.T. phone home? Not on our watch. Hi, I'm Matthew Miner. And I'm Stephen Holmes. And this is Corntown, an investigative journalism podcast brought to you by the SNM Experience. Last week, we took our reporting to the field in an attempt to end the horrific attacks plaguing Corntown, Ontario. With the help of noted Sasquatch expert Cleon Thunderbump Jr., we investigated the theory that Bigfoot is the creature behind these attacks. The night did not go as planned. For one thing, Cleon smelled like shit the entire time, and not the good kind. He also died. Right, that too. It was a Black Friday, indeed. We really shouldn't have been out there. Because we should have been in line for the door buster blowout? Well, yeah, but also because people keep getting attacked on holidays? Oh, we've tempted fate on that one. Yeah, and we missed some amazing sales. That's the real tragedy. Word of Cleon's death spread quickly. A town caught in the grasp of fear grows even more afraid. We need to act quickly to find what's responsible for these attacks. Before his demise, Cleon noted that the footprints we found looked unlike other prints he'd seen during his tenure as a Bigfoot hunter. And when we upload the photos from the trap camera, instead of finding a Bigfoot, we found only a blur of something that looked vaguely humanoid. Our theory was starting to look weak. But the strange light that Cleon saw got us thinking in a new, frankly more plausible direction that coincidentally came to us while watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind with Dr. Freud. Aliens. Not extraterrestrials, but extraterrestrials. Of course, we need proof to back up our new theory. I think it's time we pay a visit to an old friend. Steven, Matthew, come in, come in. I figured I'd be seeing you two again. Wow, Dr. Morg, you really spruced this place up. You like it? I was going for a tiki bar theme. Are those real alocasias? Oh, they sure are. I thought it might be nice to have something living in the morgue for once. <laughs> I didn't want to say so, but the morgue before was looking very HGTV circa 2002. What can I say? I went to ham on the beige. It was a dark time in my life. <laughs> Speaking of ham, I bet you're here to see the body. <laughs> I remember what you like. Oh, I don't like dead bodies. Sure. And I don't like making my landlady dress up like Stripe from Gremlins and chase me around at the fly swatter. Wait, are you implying that you do like making your landlady dress up like Stripe from Gremlins and chase you around to the fly swatter? No, I don't. Why are you winking at me? I have a medical condition. Oh, okay. Do you mind if we see Cleon's body now? Like I always say, the bodies ain't shy. But you're too late. Boy Nutchess was just here. Said that it was his jurisdiction and that he's taking the body for evidence. He showed me papers that look very official. <laughs> I can't read, so I took his word for it. Where would he take the body? Is there another morgue around? Not until you hit Beantown. They use a Foodlands freezer aisle in Potatoton. But this time of year, you can just leave the bodies outside. <laughs> they stay chilly. Or maybe Boy does a deep freeze? Wherever he's headed, he loaded the stiff into his Yaris an hour ago. A Toyota Yaris? Compact, versatile, sporty in a way that says you prefer to play games where you don't get that sweaty. Almost seems out of character. 
Did you at least get a good look at him first? And that just, yeah. I don't like his mustache. And his fly was down. I can see his noodle. <laughs> Must have had spaghetti for lunch and spilled some. No, I, I meant Cleon's body. Did you look at it? Did it look like a Bigfoot did him in? Like a Sasquatch? Uh, that's hard to say. That's what we've been saying, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, huh. That is easier. No, I don't think so. No siree. Those cuts on his arms weren't made by claws or teeth. I've never seen anything like them. Well, I mean, I have. On the other victims. Hmm, now that you mention it, Howie and Mandy had similar lacerations. Oh, look at Mr. Five Dollar Word. Want to take me up for another town? <laughs> I'm only kidding. Unless you boys looking for a crazy night out. I know a guy with toads we can lick. <laughs> That'll take us somewhere fun. We'll pass. Uh, anything else you can tell us about the body? What was the cause of death? I thought it might have been that rock that smashed his skull, but that was done after he already bought it. There's a strange burn mark on his chest. Looks like it zapped his heart and he was kibbutzky. Burn, you say? Hmm. I wonder. That light. Could it be? Dr. Morgan, we had a theory. You're a man of science. Do you think it's possible that the cause of Cleon Thunderbump Jr.'s death could have been extraterrestrial in nature? Are you suggesting that he was killed by aliens? Oh, now that I hear it spoken aloud, I think you can put me with the Albans and Cashews, because it sounds nuts. No, not at all. How foolish of me not to have seen the signs. Of course it's aliens. You guys need to talk with my friend Muriel. Muriel was difficult to track down. We called the number that Dr. Morgan left us, which played an automated message that gave us directions to an old trailer park. There, we found a ringing payphone. When we picked it up, we heard another message with new instructions to go to the park. Once we arrived there, we found another message telling us to strip naked, scan ourselves with a metal detector that was left for us, and blindfold ourselves. Then, to wait. Oh, I hope she gets here soon. My will is getting chilly. And frostbit. Oh, you put your clothes back on before blindfolding yourself, right? Yeah? Oh, because I didn't. Is that why all those people left? Not everybody left. Oh, what the? You can take off your blindfolds. Uh, uh, Muriel? That's right. You boys don't have to put your clothes on. Don't worry, we're alone. Except for those birders. They're still checking out your woodpeckers. Pretty sweet tattoos, right? Real red. Morty told me I'd hear from you two. Uh, yeah. Uh, no offense, but with all the phone calls and the metal detectors and the making us get naked in the public park in the middle of winter, we thought you might be a little cuckoo. No offense taken. I hear that a lot. So you guys want to know about the visitors, the shape-shifting aliens who watch us and beam thoughts into our brains. I caught one in my basement. He said he was the cable man, but the cable man who was supposed to be at my house was scheduled between 9 and 12, and this one came at 2 p.m. Do you see? Yeah. Cable men are untrustworthy. What do you mean they watch us? I see their little ships hovering over the park. They pick people up to study them for alien science. Well, hold on. So you believe that people are being abducted, not attacked? That's right, Mr. Miner. Oh, I'm not Mr. Miner. I'm, St I'm Steven. I don't know your names. I was talking about your little doodle. Hey, it's cold out here. I got a chilly willy. Do you have any evidence of these little ships? I took photos on my Nokia. Hmm. They're blurry, but yeah, I can kind of sort of see lights. Yeah, like, uh, like orbs. Exactly. 
orbs. That's a strange word. I also found this. I'm unsure if it's from one of their ships or if the visitors excrete it when they change shapes, but it's definitely extraterrestrial in nature. Oh man, what is that? Some sort of black goop. What's it? No, don't touch it. It could be like that black goo from the X-Files or like the alien goo from Spider-Man. Don't worry. I don't need a symbiote to make me act like a jerk. Just get a couple of peach sangrias in me and I'll point out all your flaws. Uh, don't remind me. Still, this is unusual. Uh, where exactly did you find this? I found it here. I was watching them. They're not the only ones who know how to be sneaky. Them? There was more than one? One of them looked like us. Like a scientist. A scientist? Like Dr. Pupsenfreud. You know the alien? Uh, we're acquainted. Maybe. Possibly. Muriel, could you excuse us for a moment? Could Dr. P really be an alien? I don't know. He is kind of weird. I know. I saw him pee the other day, and he was sitting down. That's not weird. I'd be sitting down. I get pee shy. I can't do it standing up if there's other people at home. Okay, still. We should show her a photo of Dr. Pupsenfreud and see if she recognizes... Hey... Where'd she go? What the... You don't think. She was taken? Oh, no, wait, there she is. In the parking lot, climbing into the garbage can. She is sneaky. Kaka, kaka. Over here. Turn around. We really should put our clothes back on. Yeah, I'm trying to get frostbite. This episode of Corntown is brought to you in part by the Corntown Corn Maze, Corn Miss Santa Corn Village. Ho, 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 boy. The Corntown Corn Maze's corn maze may be gone for the season, but don't fret. That means the Corntown Corn Maze, Corn Miss Santa Corn Village is now open. Come on down and grab a cup of hot cocoa or hot corn cider and explore Santa's village. Take a picture with Santa Corn himself, or meet his reindeer and feed them genetically modified corn provided by the Hensel Maze Institute. After you've helped mom and dad find the perfect corn mystery, see Niblet the Elf build a genuine John Stamos Trapper Keeper in Santa's workshop. Snuggle up close with someone special on our majestic cornless sleigh ride through the Tunnel of Mistletoe. Don't forget your chapstick. And don't forget to lace up your skates for a spin around the Olympic-sized swimming pool we let freeze into an ice rink. Open from sunup to sundown, and no later. Don't mind the armed guards. They're there for your protection. The Corntown Corn Maze Cornmas Santa Corn Village. Tis the season to get lost in the fun. I hope another kid doesn't drown. Despite Dr. Mork's credentials and impeccable interior decorating, and Muriel's adamancy that the attacks are indeed extraterrestrial in nature, we're still skeptical. After all, we believe the attacks were carried out by Bigfoot, only to be proven wrong immediately. All signs point to aliens, but are UFO sightings in Corntown a common occurrence? We decided to ask around town. I started seeing strange lights in the sky two months ago. Never seen anything like them before. Strangely beautiful. 
Like when a bald man has a shiny scalp and reflects the midday sun just so. Personally, I like the little gray men. Is it startling to be abducted and examined in the middle of my slumber? Well, sure. But afterwards, I smell like lavender and I feel like a whole new woman. Yeah, I've also seen a cable man in my basement. My daughter saw him too. Funny thing is, I don't even own the TV. And it was three in the morning. I know the witches will be out at that hour, but the cable man, that's just bad service. <laughs> You've seen the circles, right? The crop circles? <laughs> They're in the corn, man. It's signs. Signs from them. Signs like from M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> I didn't catch his name. Visitors from Outer Space was starting to seem like a slam dunk. A space jam, if you will. Before trying to sell us bootleg Grateful Dead tapes, a resident by the name of Jam Pringles mentioned crop circles. Lights in the sky and little gray men were going to be difficult to confirm, but here was hard evidence that we can investigate. We pressed him for details, and in exchange for purchasing two unlistenable cassettes, he agreed to take us to these mysterious crop circles. After getting Dr. Freud to pack us a late night snack, we hit the road. Oh, we hit the road in none other than Jam's 2022 Toyota Prius, a hybrid electric with striking design, high levels of safety, excellent fuel economy, and available electric all-wheel drive system. Why? Alright, we're here with longtime Orntown resident Jam Pringles, driving to the location of the reported crop circles. <laughs> Far out, man. Uh, yes, we are quite a ways from town. This is the farthest I've ever been from town. <laughs> if you don't count the last time I was out here, or the summer I spent in Bali, or that I was born in England. Really? Hey, this might be a long shot, but do you happen to know Chip Pringles, English fella, real salt of the earth type? He ironically died in the tube in London. Oh yeah, man. Chip was my cousin. He died doing what he loved, riding the tube and daring strangers to stab him. <laughs> How did you know him? Oh, uh, I met him on the tube. Hey, what's that, Matt? Mr. Pringles, can you describe what we expect to see? Shh, man, keep it down. Rob's trying to sleep. Who's Rob? <laughs> He's my toad, man. <laughs> One lick and he'll send you to Toontown. <laughs> oh, pull over, man! This is it! Uh, I don't see anything. Looks like an empty field covered in snow. <laughs> Wild, right? This is where you saw the crop circles? Oh, wait, no. This is where I saw the crop ovals. Ah, oh, dang, I'm sorry. Crop circles are in the other direction. Shoot. Well, I guess let's turn the car around. They charged me 15 bucks. The crop circles charge? No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't understand. Me neither. Children under five got admission free. That's ageist, man. I just wanted to splash in that pool. Pool? Admission? Jam, are you... Are you talking about the corn maze? Oh, that makes sense. The Corntown corn maze. You remember when we got lost in there last year for eight hours and got so hungry we almost ate each other? <laughs> Good thing we found that hobo instead. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys want to lick Rob? No, thanks. Let's just go home. 
crop circles turned out to be a false lead. They weren't a sign from extraterrestrials at all, but rather Corntown's famous corn maze that bafflingly contains an Olympic-sized swimming pool in the center. In retrospect, Jam Pringles was an untrustworthy source. The tie-dye should have been a giveaway. Our other leads didn't turn up much either. After asking around, it turns out that the strange lights citizens reported are simply new streetlights the town had installed. The municipality lacked the budget to replace the kerosene lamps until this year, and ever since, Corntownians have been bamboozled by the new streetlights. They've caused three car crashes already. As for the little gray men, it seems the elderly lady we spoke with had confused aliens with the workers at her senior's home. Tuesdays are bath nights. To her credit, they do wear gray, and the lavender soap they use smells delightful. Many Corntownians report being abducted, but statistically, these events coincide with new batches of Ogden McTavish's corn moonshine. So, this too fails to support the hypothesis. We asked Dr. Pupsenfreud for his take, but if I didn't know any better, I'd say he's avoiding us. He's definitely acting suspicious. Last night, when we called for him to tuck us in, he was nowhere to be found. Then we remembered what else Muriel had told us. That she saw someone who looked like a scientist with an alien. Could this have been Dr. Pupsenfreud? Could the answer we've been looking for have been right under our noses this whole time? We took it upon ourselves to follow him. We don't want to believe he's involved in the attacks, but we've been wrong before. And it seemed like it might be fun. All right, there he is. Uh, Looks like he's going into a flower store. And he's buying... Looks like a bouquet of roses. Huh, I thought for sure he was a chrysanthemum man. Maybe they're not for himself. Ooh, you think they're for us? Maybe he wants to apologize for his Belgian waffles. I still can't believe he made them with regular milk after I told him I only do buttermilk. Maybe he's seen somebody. Well, I don't know why he needs the company now that he has us. But I see the logic. Look, he's coming out. Let's keep up. Okay, we've uh, followed Dr. Pupsenfreud to outside a house. Uh, looks like someone's at the door. Uh, let's get closer so we can hear what he's saying. Sheila, please take me back. As the tumble talks say, do not faint to me again. <laughs> Please, Sheila, the specter of collapsed matrimony is more than my spirit can bear. You know I have not a body else. At least, please, let me have my spoons. I'm so lonely. It turns out that Dr. Pupsenfreud's mysterious disappearances were his repeated pathetic attempts to patch things up with his wife. Eavesdropping on something so sad really puts things into perspective. Like, how cool is it not to be a pitiful corn scientist? Hashtag blessed. It's clear now that Dr. B isn't an alien. Everybody knows that aliens hate roses and vehemently oppose the institution of marriage. But something he said caught our attention. Phantom. Spectre. Spectre. Spirit. Spoons. 
though he wasn't conscious of it, Dr. Popsenfreud was steering us in the direction of the true source of the attacks. The orbs of light, blurry faces, strange men in your house. The attacks aren't by something as absurd as Bigfoot or as fantastic as aliens. Looks like we have a ghost on our hands. Next time on Corntown. If we're to have any hope of begging Casper, we need gear, and lots of it. There is one house. A house that few dare to enter, and even fewer who manage to leave. Shh! The spirits are speaking. Listen! Oh, shit. This looks like another dead end. Uh, we're definitely lost. This has been an SM Experience production. Executive produced by Stephen T. Holmes, Matthew Miner, and I'm a Plastic. Episode mixed by Richard Mixon. If you have any information about the attacks in Corntown, email us at the smexp at gmail.com. <laughs>